The podcast is supported by Premier Knitting Club, a registered New Zealand charity and virtual tribe of knitters providing knitted items and fundraising for neonatal intensive care units in New Zealand. I'm Courtney, I was a Premier myself and I run Premier Knitting Club. When we donate knitting to the NICU, families are given knits for them and their baby to treasure forever and keep. And we always need knitters to help us. If you have family members or friends who are knitters and want to help, you can find Premier Knitting Club New Zealand on Instagram or Facebook. We've also included the website in the show notes. We love that NICU Mum podcast and are proud to support it. Hi everyone, welcome to that NICU Mum A podcast where we share the stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. My name's Shan and I'm your host. I'm a little bit sniffly today. Um... I don't know if you can really hear it, but I'm I'm a bit bit stuffy in my in my nose. So just ignore that I don't sound like I normally do. Um otherwise I'm okay, it's just yeah, but but sniffly, I think it's just the change in seasons as as it happens. Um anyway, so today we are chatting with Lana, whose boy was born at term. He was 38 weeks, six days. Um, he needed CPAP at birth. He needed like help with inflation with his lungs. Um, and then he was all good. You know, everything was going normally. And then 12 hours later, he started having episodes of apneas, which is, uh, when they stopped breathing. So he ended up being admitted to Skaboo, um, and they spent five days in Skaboo, which is not a long time, but still very, very scary and very, very hard paired with the fact that this was Lana's second baby. So she already had her daughter at home. So obviously really hard to split your time like that you've just given birth at term you you obviously weren't expecting it and then yeah you end up in a unit so pretty hard for them so I will let Lana chat about her story and share everything that she went through do you just want to start off introducing yourself and introducing your skaboo babe I know he was a skaboo baby yeah so um, I'm Lana and um, this is my little six-month-old Louie and I also have my partner Sean and my almost three-year-old daughter Olivia. Wow! So you've got what two and a half years ish difference yeah. between the yeah we've got the same age gap as well. <laughs> it's quite a it's quite a good gap. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard, but very busy. Yes. Um. So do you want to talk first? We can go through Olivia's pregnancy because obviously that was a normal normal pregnancy do you just want to talk about her pregnancy and her birth yes so um had Olivia October 2020 and my pregnancy was pretty straightforward like I um did I was quite sick so I you know had yeah I was throwing up every single day until about 16 17 weeks I was exactly yeah. the same yeah. horrific so it was very hard um a lot of new yeah. versions all of that but the pregnancy was absolutely fine she was fine she was on the bigger side um through my whole pregnancy so I had a few growth scans and she was fine um up until my last few weeks and I developed gestational hypertension um right. they thought it was preeclampsia but like the blood tests were coming back absolutely fine even though I yeah protein in the urine and all that so I was due to be induced with her just before my due date but they actually had no room for us at the hospital so mm. so um, always seems to be the case that they're like yeah 
You're like, why book me in? I know. So I got booked in for um, an induction at 40 plus six. And I had her the day before naturally labor at 40 plus five. And she was eight pound, 10 ounces and absolutely fine. Well, it's not not too large. Like Angus, my singleton was eight pound nine, and he yeah. was thirty nine weeks. Yeah, yeah, and he he was pretty average. Especially if she came like on her due date or four, she would have been um you know an average size. But yeah, it was a good size. But I'd say for her gestation, being late, she was like perfect size. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But they so found out, oh sorry you go sorry no I just remembered something I found out I actually yeah. had extra waters with her so right too much amniotic fluid, um, that's why I was measuring so big so my fundal height was really big, but it was kind of like tucked up the back so they couldn't yeah. tell until I actually had her, um yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So did they did they tell you that you were at risk for having hypertension or, you know, more more waters than usual with subsequent pregnancies? Yeah, so my midwife that I had was Olivia. She did not like her. Did not and she was great until like I had Olivia and after and she just wasn't very Yeah. Um and she didn't actually tell me anything like that. Right. Um, but my midwife I had was Louie was a little bit worried so my blood pressure was checked a little bit more regularly but yeah yeah no issues they didn't think it was gonna impact no your pregnancy in any way no they didn't think so no there was no no real worry about that yeah all right do you want to talk through your pregnancy with Louie obviously again it was straight quite straightforward yeah yeah so it was kind of straightforward um I did have uh hematoma in my first trimester so scary yeah it's pretty normal but it was very scary like yeah. bleeding I was like oh something's happening but um yeah ended mm. up being normal um I did have a low-lying placenta so it was right about 1.4 millimeters away from the cervix and then also did have um what is it called marginal cord insertion so right um but those things didn't cause any issues at all. Um, so they didn't have any any worries that he was going to come early or you were going to have difficulties or anything? No, nothing. So they thought that um, I had growth scans and yeah. they just said, we'll just see what the growth scans say each time. And if you slow down growth or if anything like that happens, um, we will just get him out straight away. Yeah. Um, and his growth did slow down. So he was mm. 90th percentile to start off with. My first growth scan at 30, 28 weeks. And then mm. he dropped to um, 50th percentile, my next growth scan. But they also weren't too worried because I had COVID in between those. Right. Things. So they said that yeah. you do see a drop of growth. Um, yeah, yeah. I had um, COVID with Angus as well. So Horrific. Yeah. Having COVID yeah. when you're pregnant. It was Awful. It was not fun. Not fun at all. I was so unwell. Like I didn't get out of bed for like two days. No, neither did <laughs> oh, I. It was so terrible. And we actually yeah. had it um over Christmas. So Oh no. My daughter tested positive Christmas morning and so Oh <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, I know. It was just yeah, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Never want that again. Um no. Yeah, but then he actually gained a little bit more weight by my 36-week scan. 
Right. Um, and he also turned himself breech at 37. Amazing. Uh, Helpful. But then he turned himself back at 37. But they were a little bit right. worried that he was stressed out. Yeah. Because he was turning around like um like that. It's so such a, you know, like late gestation. Mm, that mm. I did have um an obstetrician appointment and another scan. But he yeah, he was absolutely fine. They couldn't see any signs of stress. They couldn't you know, no issues really picked up. Yeah. 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 So you did you go into labour naturally with him? I did. So at thirty eight plus six, um yeah. I was putting Olivia to bed at around seven o'clock and of course this night she did not want to go to sleep. Um, she knew she probably knew. She probably could tell something was gonna happen. She just knew. And actually I was hanging out with my friend that day. We went to Natureland, which was like a little petting zoo kind of thing here. And I yeah. just kept saying, like, oh, I'm having all these bricks and hicks. Like, you know, it feels something feels weird, but I don't feel like yeah. either. Um, and yeah, so I went home, putting Olivia to bed, and then I just got a contraction, real random, got a contraction. I'm like, that feels like a contraction. And then a couple of minutes, mm. later, another one. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. You come in labor. So I, was, I actually hadn't packed my hospital bag or anything I don't know what oh my gosh I think it's second baby second baby thing honestly I think it's because I was late with Olivia so I'm like got a week and probably more so I've got time Mm. so I said to Sean I'm like you need to put Olivia to bed I need to pack my stuff like (laughs) done but yeah, so I was scrambling to get this packed. At the time, I was also like monitoring my contractions, and they were very, yeah. very um, close together yeah. from the start. Like they were probably only like five minutes apart, um, wow. and the contractions were like thirty seconds apart. Um, so very fast. So yeah. my midwife and I said, "Look, I think I'm in labour. I'm just warning you because I know you're probably going to go to bed soon." um things are progressing really quick um and then so finally Olivia went to bed about nine o'clock and labor definitely ramped up so yeah I went and I met my midwife at the hospital and got there about 10 o'clock we live about 25 30 minutes away and she's Mm. like uh you're only about one centimeter and Mm. your cervix is really high like I don't think we're having a baby tonight um yeah so go home and get some rest and I'll probably see you in the morning. Like, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> so it's so disappointing, hey? So disappointing. And I felt like things were going really quick. So I was like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to sleep. But she gave me some codeine and something else to kind of like relax um, mm. and get some sleep and maybe a sleeping pill. I actually don't know. Um, anyway, went home, drove home got home and I kind of relaxed for about an hour um and my sister-in-law was here watching Olivia so we were gonna send her home and call her back in the morning and as we're about to send her home my contractions just became so intense like I went from sitting on the couch not feeling a thing for about half an hour an hour to me being on the ground literally about to push a baby up oh my god like it just changed so fast and I said to Alex my sister-in-law I said you cannot go home like you need to stay here um yeah and I was saying to Sean I'm like you need to get the car ready like we need to go now and he's like no 
you were one centimetre an hour ago. I'm yeah. not driving you all the way back in the <laughs> morning. I'm like, get in the car now. We need to go. <laughs> we got in the car and we're on like the motorway and I'm telling him that he either needs to drive faster or he needs to pull over because the baby is coming out right now. Like, oh my God. This is all within like, I don't know, we got home at 11 and we got in the car at, I think, 1.30. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not very far. We got in the car at 1.30. We were driving. The whole way we were driving, I was like, help, like, someone help me. <laughs> this yeah. Coming out. Um, and then my midwife met us at the hospital. She got out of the car at the same time. She grabbed a wheelchair for me because I could not walk. Yeah. Um, got me up onto the hospital bed checked me and said he's coming out now like oh my god so you literally went one to ten in like three hours yeah that's that's crazy and um I don't think I mentioned this before but my labor with Olivia was 48 hours I was gonna ask was it a short labor oh my god very long labor so they're like we don't usually see short labors after a really really long labor like they would have thought yeah it would have been about 12 hours or something Mm, yeah mm. it was like not that at all um and so Louis was coming out in his sack um so he was pretty much halfway out um, yeah so they broke my waters pushed once he was out pushed again and he was out so two- oh my god amazing no tears no nothing completely different to Olivia's birth yeah and a shock like I was shocked yeah very 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 shocked that is crazy I can't believe how quickly that went I know and no I had no like pain relief no nothing yeah Olivia I had the gas and the epidural and yeah everything wow yeah you're a superstar <laughs> I, <had no> choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean but I still would have probably demanded something and I, I got in there I'm like give me something now like I got the gas thing straight away they couldn't even turn yeah. it on before I like push him out I'm like ah but like yeah what size was he he was seven pound 13 oh yeah so, so still again... really good size yeah yeah so what happened after he was born so when he came out poor little guy had his cord wrapped around his neck twice and wrapped, I wonder if that was from flipping. I think it was, yeah. And it was also wrapped around his shoulders. So he was like really right. like covered in his cord. Um, yeah. And the cord. So it's probably lucky you did have such a short labor. Yeah. yeah. And it was very lucky that we also got to the hospital on time because I was going to tell him yeah. to pull over. And if we did that, I don't think he would have made it. Like mm. I think it would have been a very, very horrible situation. So, um, yeah. Yeah. They put Louie onto me, onto my chest, and Sean cut his cord. And then my midwife's like, mm, something's not right. And was like, mm. ask Sean to press the um, emergency button. Mm. And I'm in shock at this point. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Sean's yeah. a ghost, like, because it just happened so yeah. fast. Um, and all of a sudden, all the Skaboo team come running in, and a pediatrician comes running in, and everyone's running in. And I kind of looked at Louis. I hadn't actually looked at him yet. And he was blue. Like, he was oh. fully blue. Um, he did cry. So he made, mm. like, a little cry. Mm. So I knew that he was alive. Um, 
yeah, so he was fully blue. Um, they popped him onto the little table that they have there. Um, and he had to have some inflation breaths. Um, yeah. Some ventilation breaths as well. I'm not quite sure about all of the breaths. Like what, was it just with the CPAP mask? Yes, and the, yeah, and he was on CPAP for a while. So that was about right. an hour that he was, that they were working on him. Um, mm. and I got Sean to take a photo because I, I just hadn't really seen him. Like they chucked him on the yeah. and then they took him away straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. he took a photo and the photo I have, he's just, his hands and his feet and his head are all blue, like really blue. Oh my gosh. Um, and I just said to Sean, I'm like, thank God we made it. Or we would have yeah. a, a dead baby at home. Like this is mm. not good. Like this is absolutely horrific but after yeah. the um hour of them working on him he was actually fine like he was right. fine and pinked up and his face was covered in bruises oh. from coming out so fast he was so yeah thin. like he he looked like, know, so horrible to say about a baby but he looked horrible like he looked like <laughs> someone had just beat him up my um prem twins look like little fish so don't worry about it I'm like this is not a cute baby no and you've had a baby before so you know what he's supposed to look like yeah I'm like and Olivia she was so cute when she came out like I looked at him like (laughs) how did I make such a cute baby and this one looks like a little puffed up yeah like puffer fish thing that looks like (laughs) through the wars and his eyes the whites of his eyes were bright red too oh my gosh out so fast like, I'm like yeah it does not look right I felt so bad for him and the photos I have of him is just like <laughs> the poor thing I can't wait to whip him out of this 21st he does not look good <laughs> he looks like in shock as well but um yeah yeah at that point he was fine and he actually didn't need to be um admitted to Skaboo mm. at that point um and yeah, and he was, he latched okay, but shallow, but like he was feeding and he was fine. And then we went back to our room and yeah, he just slept like that whole night and I got some sleep. Like a newborn does? Yeah, it was like, I was like, sweet, we'll go home. I had him at, at 2am, so mm. we were going to have some rest and then go home. Like they wanted him to stay for 12 hours, so we were going to go home that day. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought I had this, you know kind of quick experience but just a little bit of a halt because he was born too mm. fast he couldn't really breathe by himself for a little bit but yeah. yeah I wonder if it was yeah just like the shock yeah plus the cord yeah I also had um very thick meconium in my waters yeah. right so, they, so that obviously wouldn't have helped no definitely not so they took my cord away for testing um to see mm. if he was stressed out and he wasn't like it, apparently it shows like some type of stress but yeah no stress so we're not entirely sure why all of that happened so fast but yeah um yeah so that was the birth but it was actually a stay so it was the next day they wanted to keep mm-hmm. him for the whole so the whole of the third so he's born at two o'clock on the third and we kept him in that whole day and that whole night because he just kind of stopped feeding well. Like, he just wasn't. Right. I couldn't wake him up for feeds. I couldn't 
wake him up at all. I would take mm. his clothes off um, and kind of like, you know, try rouse him. Mm. Couldn't wake him up. And this was after like three, four hours. I'm like, I need to feed you. Like, you know, you're actually mm. fed. Like, I need to feed you. Um, and I got like a cold cloth and was putting it on him. And then I got even colder water and was trying to put it on him. I'm like, I can't wake my baby up. Yeah, and again, you've had a baby before, right? So you know what's supposed to happen. Like, Olivia would wake up after like an hour and a half wanting to feed. Like this is yeah, not right. Um, yeah, and I finally did wake him up eventually. Um, he was just not interested. Like he's like, I'm just not interested. Or he would mm-hmm. suck very shallow for a little bit and then um, just go back to sleep. Yes. Um, I called in like the midwife each time. And it kind of annoyed me that they weren't that concerned. They were like, yeah, you're tired. You know, you had a very quick um, birth and, you know, he's just a tired, tired guy. Like, just let him sleep. Did they have any concern about jaundice or anything? Yeah, so he was um, just mildly jaundiced. Um, yeah, not too bad. My daughter was as well. We yeah. didn't need any of the lights or anything like that. Um, right. Yeah, they just they just honestly thought he was tired. Um, yeah. And but I had this slow kind of creeping concern. I'm like, something's kind of not right. Like I've had a baby mm. before. And yeah. My- That's a bit scary to think. Like if you were a first time mum and your baby wasn't waking up and then midwives are just like, Oh, it's normal and you're like, Okay, cool, when it's yeah. not, is it really? Because it's just not normal. And at this hospital I didn't have a good experience with Olivia, with Olivia, but there was a lot of yeah. staff um, that were there from like Auckland and there were some Dunedin midwives and my paediatrician was from Dunedin. Like we just don't have the staff. So we had staff that were like called in from all different kind of, you know, hospitals to come work there. Which hospital were you at? Nelson Hospital. So yeah, I don't think right. I've mentioned, but we live in Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's quite a small hospital. Like, there's no NICU here. If you have a mm. baby, you need to go to Wellington. Um, yeah. Have a, yeah, small maternity unit. No real birthing centres. Um, so it was either kind of like home birth or hospital birth. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there just wasn't enough staff. Uh, there was random staff who were like... You know, I've just come here from Auckland. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. I have no idea what you need to do. Mm. I'm like, okay. Um, whatever. <laughs> I'm just on my own there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's reassuring as well. I was actually the only person on the maternity unit at the time. Wow. But then by the end of that day, it was full. Right. <laughs> it was just me. And then the whole maternity unit was packed by the end of yeah. Louis's birthday. Um. But, yeah, they just didn't really seem to care. I don't know if they didn't seem to care, but they weren't really concerned. But he also couldn't keep his temperature up, which is so normal for new babies, but his was very low. They will check him and it would be like 35.6 or something. Yeah. Very low. Yeah. So I had him wrapped up in his, like, merino gears and then a towel and then a merino swaddle and then another. What time of year was he born? He was born, he was born in March so right so he shouldn't have been yeah and the room cold really like I was sweeping really really hot. Mm. um and yeah he was just cold and not feeding 
and just not rousing and I'm like mm. something's kind of wrong but since they were sure I mean nothing was wrong I was like yeah he's he's just a sleepy guy like that's fine yeah yeah um Olivia was a bit of a hard newborn so I just thought he might be like a bit more chill and a bit of mm. um so we got to the next day they wanted us to stay overnight because of his feeding um we got to the next day and they're like we think he's all good you can go home I just want to see another feed at one o'clock um, yeah which is when he was due for his next feed and then we can discharge you I was like sweet sounds good so yeah we were just kind of like packing up our things and um Sean and I were filling out that form um you know that kind of sends your information to your doctor and to plunkers mm. whoever you go with we we're filling that out on the bed the midwife comes in bang on one o'clock Louis is asleep in his bassinet he's in like a towel and like a blanket and all that swaddled up and yeah. he got a hat on because he was just so cold like just couldn't warm him up and yeah midwife came in and looked at him and he was making noises like in his sleep he was making noises and I thought he was just about to wake up because he was you know, doing like the grunting and squeaking as they do as they're starting to wake up um midwife came in and kind of looked at him and was like mm, he looks a little bit grayish but I can't tell because it was dark in the room we had the blinds down because he was sleeping and so she asked yeah. him to um open up the blinds she's like yeah I'm just I'm just not feeling good about this so Sean opened up the blinds and she just picked him up and she just said this baby's not breathing and she ran out of the room Oh my god! Bolted, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And so, yeah. our maternity unit—it's like you know, all the rooms—and then across from where the maternity rooms are is special care, so the skaboos right here. So my room was actually right across from the skaboo doors. And yeah, ran to skaboo, and I didn't know anything else at that stage. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on we were sitting right beside him he was in his bed like nothing covering his face no he was making noises making noises like just a couple minutes beforehand yeah and all of a sudden she's just gone off with my baby and I'm like what was going on another midwife came in she's like it's okay like you can see him in a minute it's fine and I'm bawling my eyes out and Sean's yeah white as a ghost again <laughs> Like, yeah. what is going on? And I actually just got, I didn't know how to react. I got Sean to ring my family. My family don't live here. And I'm like, can you just ring my family? Like, I need them here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we were kind of in the room, just kind of like crying and <laughs> all the things. And it felt like forever. I had no idea what was going on. I was trying to like beg this midwife to let me go down with them. Yeah, yeah. And then the lovely midwife, I wish I knew her name. The one that took Louie away, she came back in and she just said, like, I'm really sorry I had to run away so fast, but Louie wasn't breathing. And um, sorry, it makes me a little bit teary. <laughs> and um, okay. yeah, he was like blue. And she said, when I got him in there, his um, oxygen had gone all the way down to, I think it was 70 or 65. Mm. Um, mm. So he was, I know it sounds, it sounds so weird to say, but she's like, he was just about to like stop breathing like he was yeah on his way and I'm like what happened and she said I have no idea he's just you know she's like my job as a midwife is to like notice these things are going on but I don't know why they happen and I don't know how to fix yeah 
God, how lucky that she came in when she did. Because I actually had this midwife um, when I had Olivia too. She is a Nelson midwife. Um, and she was the only midwife that I really liked when I could. Yeah. She did the nighttime rounds and I really liked her. She's just kind of like calm, but she's also like does her job properly and like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's just great. And she just, yeah, she picked him up without kind of concerning me that something was wrong. She wasn't like, oh, I think something's wrong with your baby. Like when she came in. Just, mm-hmm just not too sure about his coloring but then as soon as she like saw his coloring and she um, looked at his chest and that's when she picked him up and she just ran she actually yeah. the emergency button first and then she's like no I'm running like yeah yeah blah, blah, by the like millisecond that I'm in here and um yeah and so we finally got to see him after I think about an hour or so and he's like stripped down and he has oxygen on and he has like the little pads on and mm. on his arm and they just said we don't know what happened like your baby just stopped breathing yeah like, okay and then they're like i'm sorry but like you're not going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> surprise i forget god but like like an hour ago you were signing the forms to leave and i didn't even want to say the like um, 12 hours that turned into 24 yeah I had Olivia at home and I had actually yeah. never left her overnight before so yeah this whole time I'm just feeling so guilty that I'm even in the hospital I just mm. want to like go out like I just want to go um mm. but obviously very happy to stay because nothing was wrong you know something was wrong with him mm. and also very happy that they did get us to stay yeah feed or you know something could happen in the car at home and yeah well, especially because you live 25 minutes from the hospital you know like that's a long time yeah yeah even if you got halfway home still gonna come all the way back exactly yeah so very lucky and so lucky that she came in when she did even if she was like a couple minutes later it would have been yeah devastation yeah yeah complete devastation so god so he's like not even two days old and he's already had yeah two like life-threatening life-threatening things lucky moments really yeah they were very lucky moments like just lucky that we were kind of like in the right place at the yeah um, or things would have just been so different um but so yeah that starts our skaboo journey which was very short but it was the absolute worst week of our lives yeah um and at that point, they had no clue what was wrong with him. They did chest x-rays. They did blood tests. They did all the things. Um, mm. And he kept having these episodes. Like, he kept he was sleeping and he would just stop breathing. Was it always when he was asleep? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So he was always asleep when it would happen. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, they were just, um, well, not just, they were apnea episodes each time. Mm. And he actually, not the first one because he was swaddled, but all the rest of them, he woke himself up with the startle reflex. Like, mm-hmm. so he would slowly go down, his oxygen would go down and all the beeping would go off. Um, and then he would kind of like jolt himself awake um, and then he'd be fine again. Um, yeah. But his heart rate also started going down as well. So be sleeping and his heart rate, I think the normal um, newborn heart rate is like 
hundred and something. They want it to be over a hundred, and it would go down to sixty. So, oh my god, yeah, that's quite a dip, a, a, a huge dip. So, was it always the same time as he was having the apneas, or was it? No, it was separate. like before, or after. Yeah, separate time. So he had about three or four more apneas that day. Um, oh god! And then later that day is when his heart rate started dipping, and so. Mm. It was happening so fast they couldn't actually catch it on the monitors. So you would see on the monitors they would beep and Louis would kind of look blue-ish um, mm. for a second and then it would go back up and then it would go back. But he was he was still on oxygen? I think he was. They did take him off at one stage because he didn't really need it when he was awake. Like Yeah, yeah. And I remember they did take it off and then he had the big like heart rate episode where it went down to like 55 or 60 and the midwife mm. <laughs> or the scaboo nurse was like trying to get the um, oxygen prongs out and she's like fiddling around with them. She's like, oh, they're not the right size. <laughs> like, where are the newborn size ones? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, good size. They just had all the prim ones. Yeah. What are you doing, lady? My child is crying on the table like get the freaking prongs out like come on just put those ones in I don't care just get oxygen oxygen into them yeah and then Louis like just roused himself um around like before she could get them out but yeah a minute that his heart rate was this low I'm like yeah honestly I need to go home and just do this myself like Just send me home with a, tu- a tube and a <laughs> bottle of oxygen. We're all good. It was just hello. It was just um, <laughs> just that one little. Um, yeah. Just I had no idea what she was. So unorganized and just no idea what she was doing. Um, but yeah, and so we couldn't catch these episodes, and they did his um chest X-ray, and they seen that his lungs were streaky. They were absolutely filled mm. with meconium. Right. So he was just absolutely filled to the brim with um, meconium. And he did also keep speeding that up. But they did tell me that that was normal for him to be nervousy after birth. I'm like, yeah, but his yeah. nose is like greeny black. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think that's normal. Like, that's, that's not like a nice clear mucus. That's... <laughs> So you had all the meconium in your lungs, didn't you? Um, so they started him on antibiotics. Mm. Um, not sure what antibiotics they were. There was two different types that he was on, and they did all the tests for infection. Um, they didn't see any infection. Um, yeah. Stage, but they wanted to keep him in because they said like the infection markers rise after a couple of days. Mm. Um, so they were doing blood tests every day and checking his blood sugars and checking everything and they were <laughs> they were fine like everything kept coming back fine apart from this chest x-ray so we had yeah. the pediatrician come and talk to us and they said I think he has meconium aspiration syndrome but because he doesn't have an infection he also kind of doesn't have that, but he has the chest x-rays filled with meconium. He's spitting it up. He keeps having um, apneas, which is mm. caused by the thick mucus 
is just causing him to not be able to breathe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. Um, a little charmer, hey? We'll do the <laughs> antibiotics um, and just see how he goes. And it's like, okay, awesome. We know what it is now. We can get it fixed. Yeah. And his blood test also came back that he had a lot of extra blood, which I right. had no idea was a thing. But the pediatrician asked if he had, um, you know, um, huh. delayed cord, whatever it is, after birth, which he didn't. So yeah. he they took him off me after like 30 seconds, um, cut the cord straight away. So he didn't get any of that cord blood. So they were very confused yeah. as to why he had all this extra blood. And they yeah. that they might need to take some out. Oh, God. I had never heard that this was a thing to have extra blood. Um, and they said, thank goodness that he was with stock you straight away. Because if he had all this extra blood, then something out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this kid is just filled with issues. <laughs> But they're all, like, in the scheme of things, quite minor things that can be fixed, at least, right? Yeah, they are. So it's, like, all these minor things, but he's having... Just add it up. Yeah, Mm. so he's having all of them. So we stayed in special care for about a week. Um, I was also still in the maternity unit, but Mm -hmm. I was not really emotionally coping well with Louis being in the skibu. So I have packed up all my stuff and moved into the skibu <laughs> myself. Whatever works. Like I, I'm in a hospital. The skibus are right down the hallway. Like I, why can't I just be with him? Like I yeah. need to be with him. Like it's good for him. It's yeah. good for me. And because he was having all these episodes of, um, you know, not breathing, I'm like, I need to be there mm. for all of them. I can't, I don't want someone to come into my room and tell me my baby's not breathing, especially if this is yeah. one who, yeah. you know, if he doesn't wake up from this one. Yeah. I forgot to mention the first couple of days they didn't actually have room for us on the unit. So we were in the recess room for two days. Oh my God. Which was horrific. Um, yeah. And at one point we had another baby. So there was two um, recess beds in there. At one point we had mm-hmm. another baby next to us. And thank goodness I you trying to wave. Thank goodness I was not there when the other baby came in. Apparently it wasn't a very good situation, but my partner Sean was there. Um, yeah. But they managed to kind of like put a curtain up and they stabilized her but it was just horrible like being in this recess room and Mm. it has big windows so everyone could see us and yeah yeah um he was on a drip but I was trying to breastfeed him as well so every time he got had a feed they lowered the amount of fluid he was taking so I needed to keep yeah um and yeah and Everyone could see me, like all the nurses, everyone walking past to their rooms could see me trying to feed my baby or could see my baby yeah. um, have a low heart rate and everyone rushing or stop breathing, everyone rushing. And it was just like, I know everyone else in the unit was there for similar reasons or worse reasons. Like we were very lucky that we had a short stay and that my baby was fine and he wasn't yeah. anywhere in there for months, but Everyone could see us and they were walking past and people's families were walking yeah. past. 
and the unit's already quite a sterile place, but the recess room's just that like extra level yeah. of sterility, right? Like, and you yeah. feel like something's like really wrong, like, and they had mm. all the medications like in there for other babies, so there's just people in and out, and nowhere for us to really sit or anything. It was horrible, but yeah. we finally yeah. got to go to our own room, and there was a bed for me in there that they said I could sit on but not sleep on. <laughs> Oh, whatever. But I slept on it and I stayed in there. I was like, I don't care. Like my other child's at home. I want to be with this one. Um, yeah. Did Olivia know what was happening? Like, had you so, talked to her? Yes. So she, I did try to get her very familiar with having like a little brother while I was pregnant, and she seemed uh, to yeah. understand uh, that and knew a baby was there. Um, and she had come in and visited us, um, before we were in Skaboo um, mm-hmm. and she met him and yeah, she absolutely loved him um, and then she actually was allowed to come to Skaboo to see him which was cool. amazing it was so good yeah um, that would have made it so much easier for you as well right like that you could have your babies together yeah, so much easier but they didn't want her to come until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon for the, for the team but, and you know, it was like a two and a half year old, like the nap times and all that. Yeah. Driving in the afternoon. And <laughs> so I, she came in in the mornings. Like, I don't care. <laughs> what are they going to do? Kick like, you out? Yeah, like, what are you going to do? She needs her mum and she needs her yeah. And I can't go like a week without seeing her. But she only did no. come in the two times. And then after that, um, we tried to just make things a bit normal for her. So Sean, was home with her most of the time while I was in with Louie. Right. But at the, in the nights, like, each night he would have more of those episodes and he um, was also very unsettled. So he was crying all night. And, yeah. Um, what we realised was happening is that his hospital band that was on his leg was too tight Oh my gosh. And uh, we just didn't notice. And then as soon as that happened and we took it off, he was so calm and he would sleep again and he wasn't actually so stressed out anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But he was still having these episodes the whole time we were there um, and had no infection markers. And they just stopped his antibiotics after it was three days because they're like, mm-hmm. no infections, there's no point to have that. Um, and yeah, they just kept us in each day because he was having the, um, things, um, the apneas and all that. But then they just randomly on the Tuesday morning were like, you can go home now. Like, it makes... Had he had any more apneas on the day or anything? He was, um, I think it was 12 hours without any apneas. Right. Um, which is not a very long time. To me. No, considering it was more than twelve hours between his birth yeah. and the first one. Yeah, um, yeah, it was not very long, and I didn't feel too comfortable like actually going home, but I also yeah stay there, so yeah, I was like, okay, are you sure? <laughs> but yeah, and they let us go home, and he was actually absolutely fine. Like he mm. had nothing else happen to him. He just randomly had these apneas and it just when he was sleeping and had these low heart rates but um, one of the pediatricians said it can actually be quite common for babies especially boy babies for some reason to have really low heart rates when they're sleeping 
He said, I right. wouldn't expect it to go under 80 um, beats per minute, but his Lewis was going down to 60. But he said, because they did like a heart rate test on him. He said, there's no um, like irregular heartbeats. It's just like mm. that they're confident mm. that he will actually be okay. Yeah, I suppose as well because he was like self-correcting after the apneas, yeah. maybe they weren't too concerned. So our one condition was that we cannot swaddle him. We right. can't swaddle him anymore because he's waking himself up and the reason that he didn't wake himself up the first time is because he was, was, very, because he was swaddled. very swaddled in all the warm towels and all that. Mm. Um, so no more swaddling, which was fine because he actually hated it anyway. Um, yeah he's like he hated it so much he's like you know what I'm gonna stop breathing yeah literally he's like I actually hate being wrapped up I'm just gonna like die and then (laughs) they won't do it again (laughs) yeah so no swaddling and to check in with our GP um every couple of days for a while just to check right his chest is clear and all that which it was it was absolutely fine everything was fine which is so weird because of everything that was happening to him yeah yeah but um how did you find the skaboo stay other than the recess room and that one mid nurse did you find it to be like quite a positive experience yeah, yeah it wasn't too bad um a lot of the nurses were great um yeah it was a very small unit, so it was just kind of like a U-shaped unit, so you could see kind of like every room and the nurses in the middle, um, and you could hear everything that was going on too, which I just yeah. hated because I just felt so bad for all the other mums that were in there that, mm. you know, I could see in the window going past that their babies were very small or looked like they were very sick with a lot of monitors and all that, and um. Yeah, they had a parent room and a feeding room, but they were just tiny, like just so small. Mm. So I just didn't use any of those. Um, I probably would have if we were in for longer, but um, yeah, they were just small and it was so dark in there, like kind of like depressing. Like, yeah, yeah but it always is. I think it's uh, like just the fluorescent hospital lighting as well. It's just, it's not a good time. No, so it was. I found it not too good for the mental health to be in there. But, um, yeah, they looked after Louie really well. Good. And after a while of me having a bit of a tantrum about wanting to stay with them, they did let me, and they were fine with me being in there. Like, they were, mm. yeah, they were like, you need to be with them. It was just a couple of nurses, but, yeah. Yeah. And Olivia was happy as to get you and him home. She was so happy. It's like the day we put yeah. home, we could not get her to go to sleep that night for bed. Like we could not. She'd yeah. stay up with him. And then she's like, the baby in my bed. As much as she could. <laughs> so we were like all lying in there together and trying to get her to relax. But yeah, she wouldn't. She loves him so much. And she still does. She, yeah. Yeah. She's with him. Yeah. Until you start getting into her toys, eh? That's what we found. It's just like <laughs> now, and he's he's trying to crawl, like he's starting to crawl, and yeah, he's like go away, baby. Yeah, we get that too. 
no angus it's my toy yeah yeah <laughs> definitely hard work but you don't it know. is it's a lot of fun though and it's so cool seeing your older kids with with their sibling you know like to see them uh, yeah okay. it's just the best yeah it's just yeah it's so lovely and she just loves on him probably about 80 percent of the time um the first couple of weeks as you probably know as well really hard just trying to get used to the new baby um mm. and we did find that quite hard but she's adjusted and yeah she loves them and it's good, good. yeah Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, you. strange little boy who didn't just decided he didn't want to breathe, but yeah, I thought it was get there. a bit of a different story compared to like you know premature babies that are there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I actually um I have a friend who has a, a had a full term baby, and she was like, you know, I don't really hear stories of people that have full term non unit babies that yeah. then have unit babies so yes. you're probably only like the third or fourth that I've spoken to that's had a baby and then had like a, a baby in the unit so well, definitely good to get all the different all different stories yeah I thought the skaboo and the NICU were just for premature babies before yeah it was yeah. our turn unfortunately but yeah yeah it's um it's a very common misconception that everyone in there is little when yeah. I know when I was in there um most of the babies were prem but there were a few that there was one I know that had like a heart condition and then there were a couple that were similar to Louie who had like meconium in the waters and you know breathing issues and stuff but yeah so it's it's very much unknown the unknown I guess yeah of not knowing what goes on in there it sure is and it's sad when you when it's your turn I know it sucks having to find out eh? it sucks yeah it does all right well thank you again for sharing your story it was so lovely talking to you thank you so much for having us so yeah that was um Lana's story with Louie um as we sort of said at the end a very different well not very different but it is a different kind of perspective and a different situation you know from the usual ex- oh, not expected unit stays but you know prematurity you obviously know you're going to be in the unit but they have no idea they weren't expecting it at all um and yeah you can hear Louis Louis woke up from his his nap so he was having a having a chat he's very cute looks a lot like his mum <laughs> um but yeah super happy healthy dude um big sister Olivia is obsessed which is amazing and I'm so glad that Lana had um you know, in the scheme of things, quite a, a positive experience, as scary as it was for them, and that everything is all normal for them now. So, yeah, I hope you um, enjoyed listening to this episode um, and potentially, you know, maybe resonated with it. Maybe you've had a full-term baby and then had a NICU baby, or maybe you had an unexpected stay. But, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will chat again soon. Bye.